Hi guys, welcome to I think episode three of Melanated and Caffeinated. This is Mary. Um, so this week I wanted to talk about black maternal health, and that came about because I was well, my son turned four this week, and I was thinking back or looking back on my pregnancy and childbirth and all that jazz, and so I said, hey, it's a fun topic to talk about that maybe not a lot of people know anything about, but um, so. I guess we'll start with my birth story. If you haven't, if you've heard it, sorry. <laughs> if you haven't, here we go. Um, so I got pregnant at 29, which to me was late because I, my mother had me at 28, but I was her fourth child. So in my mind, I always wanted to be like the cool young mom, like my mom was and sassy and all that jazz. But um Life didn't quite work out like that, so I had my first and hopefully only child at 29, a boy, and my pregnancy was relatively easy. Um, I had no morning sickness. The only reason I knew I was pregnant was because my period was three weeks late, and I chalked that up to uh, moving back home from Nashville, and so I was like, oh, I'm just stressed. Like, it'll come. It'll come. That's cool, but then I couldn't wait any longer, so <laughs> I took three pregnancy tests back to back. And they all said the same thing. And I was like, oh, okay. But, um, yeah, so relatively smooth pregnancy. Like, no morning sickness. Nothing really super strange or out of the ordinary. Um, I ate a lot of nachos. I craved a lot of Mexican food. So that was delicious. Um, I craved, like, really ice cold water. Like, ice, ice cold water. Um... Yeah, a lot of a lot, I created a lot of red onions since the uh, Mexican food. I ate a lot of nachos, but it was I mean, for the most part, it was I mean, I had no other pregnancy to compare it to. So for the most part, like I thought it was fine towards the end, like my ankle started swelling up. And that was just because I was having blood pressure problems. So um, it was the day before I gave birth. I was at work and just having like terrible cramps terrible cramps I'm like well you know I'm close to my due date so you know we're getting pretty close it's fine and so I come home and I was working second shift at this time so I wasn't getting home till like 10 10 30 and so I come home and make dinner and sit down to watch Jimmy Fallon and I'm eating dinner and I'm like oh that's weird I feel nauseous and like I said no morning sickness the entire pregnancy haven't thrown up at all and so like now I'm just puking and I'm like that's odd but you know I'll try to keep eating because I'm pregnant so I should eat so I keep eating and I keep getting sick so I called the triage nurse and let her know what's going on she's like yeah just come on in so I went on in and um they're you know asking me questions and weighing me and all that fun stuff and they gave me a popsicle which I couldn't even eat because I was still super nauseous I couldn't hold anything down so they gave me some nausea medication medication and they're like, well, you're not in active labor and we were going to send you back home, but your blood pressure is really high and we're kind of worried about that. So I'm like, OK, great. Well, not great, but, you know, like we're we're here. I'm, I'm already here and I had no plans to leave. I gave birth at the same hospital I worked at. I had my badge on and everything. So I was I was not leaving that bitch. Like you could tell me anything. I'll go sit on this floor and I'll wait till y'all find a bed or a room or something because you're not sending me home. My cousin got sent home like three times. I'm not doing it. So 
they kept me because my blood pressure woo, blood pressure so they put me in a birthing room which are those nice like really big rooms so that was fun and they gave me some nausea medication and I kind of just like fell asleep so I slept for maybe another I don't know this was like two in the morning so I probably woke up around like nine or something because they're coming in and, and checking you and checking the heartbeat and all that fun stuff so you're not really sleeping but then the uh, pediatrician comes in or the obstetrician sorry and they're checking the baby's heart rate and like it's not as it wasn't he wasn't responding to stimuli like the doctor would just put his hand up my cooch and um touch his head and he wasn't responding the way he was supposed to like his heartbeat wasn't up and wasn't as high as he wanted it to be and so they break my water and they're like you know what let's just do a c-section but let's rewind back he broke my water that was the weirdest thing i've ever experienced in my entire life like just just water it's coming out and just, well it's coming out of somewhere but it's like keeps going you're just like oh that, that's a lot that's a lot of water and he did it manually so that was also fun so there was a a nice italian doctor with his hand up my cooch and just you know breaking my water and whatnot and the fun part was i got an epidural and that shit didn't take <laughs> and i'm just pressing the button and the doctor's like oh you gotta press the button and i'm like i am pressing the button so anyway emergency six section here we go so we get in there and i'm not worried because i worked in pathology and i see placentas from c-sections all the time so i'm just like well this is fine they do they literally do this all day every day non-stop and my mom's freaking out i don't know why she's had four kids but i'm just like it's cool let's go so they're prepping me and the nurses are talking to me and they hook me up they give me more anesthesia and so they numb me from the neck down and let me tell you if you have never been numb from the neck down it is the weirdest thing in the world you're just laying there and you can't move because you're numb from the neck down and the nurse is like hey i know it feels like you know you aren't breathing but this little machine tells me that you are and i'm like i wasn't thinking about that but now i am thank you and it was cute because they're like draping me and getting everything set up with the sterile gowns and whatnot and they see my tattoo and they're like oh a ladybug and i'm like yes yeah, a ladybug <laughs> my ladybug's on my hip if you're wondering it's not like in my hoo-hoo <laughs> um anyway so the doctor's down there and you know he's doing his thing and then all of a sudden out comes a baby and uh he's crying and i'm not crying my mother's crying i'm just like okay like let's go back to the room now and all I can remember is they put me in like the little post-op room and I'm just so thirsty. And I'm just like, oh my God, nurse, can I please have a cup of water? And she's like, no, you just had abdominal surgery. You can't have any water, but you can have ice chips. And I'm like, it's the same thing. And she's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, if I hold the ice chips in my mouth, it turns into water. So why can't I have a cup of water? And she's like, no. So I was pissed about that. And, um... But yeah, so that's that's my birth story. So like super high blood pressure will um make them keep you. Oh, and afterwards, so after Ethan was born and like he's in the room with me because I'm not sending my baby to the nursery because y'all might try to kidnap him. Um, They're like, oh, you know, we can watch him for you. And I'm like, no, I'm good. 
And so, like, you don't really get to sleep. They're like, oh, you should rest. And you don't really get to rest. But, well, at least in my instance, because my blood pressure was still up. So they were checking me every hour on the hour, which is fine. Like, that's their job. And, you know, the mother baby ward at the hospital, they were really great. I had some really good nurses. So that was great. And, but yeah, so they'd come in and they say, do you have a headache? If you do on a scale of one to 10, like here's some medicine, like they would work out my legs and make sure I wasn't getting any blood clots. Like it was, it was great. Like it was top notch, but it was kind of scary because it's like, they're like, yeah, we're coming in here just to make sure you don't stroke out. And it's like, oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> okay. Thanks. But, uh, yeah, so it was good. And then like another funny thing was I had never had surgery before. So my C-section has been my only major surgery. And they're like, yeah, you can go home as soon as you poop. <laughs> <laughs> which when you think about it, it makes sense because it's like oh yeah i've had abdominal surgery you want to make sure all that stuff is still working in in the right place and you know nothing got perforated so after that poop we got to go home so that was great and my son's four and he's healthy and he's the smartest thing in the world he's currently currently learning about three different languages so good for me good for him we're awesome but I bring that up to say that not everyone's birth story is not is like mine and not especially with black women. Um, one of the really big things people don't know about is that black women are 243 percent more likely to die from pregnancy or childbirth related causes, which is insane. Like. Like when it comes to like infant mortality, like black infants are pretty much at the top of the list, which is ridiculous for a first world country such as America or, you know, what we propose ourselves to be, which is not necessarily the case all the time, but that's another story for another day. But it's crazy, like, even I experience, like, just, like, there's just a bias. There's an inherent bias, you know, when it comes to black women and even just in healthcare in general and especially with like maternal care like there are certain things like people don't tell you right away or people just assume you don't know things and like even now like when I just go to like a doctor's appointment like they say things and like our like doctors and nurses are surprised that I know this stuff and it's like well I've worked in pathology for like seven years and I've been in the healthcare field so yeah I know some shit but I mean you don't want to be arrogant about it but at the same time you're like well I'm not an idiot and um, I think a lot of times women get mis, not misrepresented, but like just aren't heard, especially black women. Like people just think like we just don't know anything. And like, I, like it's, it's hard to explain, but like um, I've read articles um, about how women have like gone in like one woman. I can't remember the article. I think it was I think it was the Washington Post, but don't quote me on that. And they had profiled, like, a couple of women and their different birth stories. And one woman, like, had her little baby. Baby was fine. She was fine. A couple of days later, like, she just wasn't feeling good. It was just, like, like called call the doctor's office and said, you know what? Like, I'm just not feeling great. Can I come in? Da, da, da. And they're like, no, like, give it a few days. Like, you're fine. Like, you, like you've just had a baby. Like, you're probably fatigued. She's like, no, this is different from fatigue. Like, I don't feel well, you know, and then, and turns out like she was bleeding internally and almost died. Like had she not had her mother not taken her to the hospital when she did, that woman would have died. Like that kid would have been, and 
not an orphan, but that kid would have lost his mother over some bullshit because some nurse or some doctor thought that this African-American woman didn't know her body well enough to think, hmm, maybe something's going on that I need to check out. And like, it's, it's insane. And a, like a more high, high profile um, case would be the one of Serena Williams. So Serena Williams goes in to have her little baby Olympia. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. And um, Serena has a history of blood clots, which I mean, I think I knew that because I follow her like she's the goat. She's the greatest tennis player of all time, man, male or female. Do not at me. I don't care. I will fight you on that fact. Um, so I that was something that I knew. But I mean, I guess obviously, like when she's giving birth or whatever, she's like just not feeling great. She's like, well, I have a history of blood clots, which should have been in her chart i'm sure it was that's another story for another day but she she tells the nurses hey i have a history of blood clots i should probably be on this medication or you should check for this da, 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 like this and this and this like i'm not feeling the best like yes i'm having a baby but also this is something you need to check out and keep track of and they just ignore her you know and it just got to the point where like she literally almost died for them to realize like hey oh maybe we should be looking out for this blood clot situation it's like if you aren't gonna listen to serena fucking williams greatest tennis player of all time like and not even that not even the fact that she's the greatest one of the greatest athletes ever we can take that out just the fact that she's a black woman of a certain age and like she has money like like black women with money get treated like this it doesn't matter that all people see is skin color and there's there's such an inherent bias especially in um healthcare when it comes to black women um google i want to say his first name is marion his last name is definitely sims he was a gynecologist in baltimore i think they have a statue of him at johns hopkins which they need to tear down because he was trash like great doctor but experimented on black women because well they were disposable and he didn't give a shit so he's like doing all this stuff and he I think he perfected like hyster like hysterectomies or something but he's like basically using these black women as guinea pigs and like of course nobody gave a shit and so like there's just this inherent bias against not only black women but more specifically I mean black people but more specifically black women in America and in society especially in healthcare and medicine I mean you could take it back to the Tuske- the Tuskegee experiment where if you don't know about this, then, oh, God, your teachers have failed you. But um, farmers and sharecroppers, I want to say Alabama, Mississippi, I can't remember, don't quote me, um, were given syphilis just because. And, yes, at that point, I believe there in, there was a cure for it, and they were just giving these black men syphilis just to see what would happen. Like, let's just see what happens when this syphilis goes on and on and on and on and i don't know if you know about this but i think syphilis has three or four stages and stage three is tertiary tertiary syphilis sorry and that's just where you go blind so i mean like there's like just just the history of medical neglect against minorities especially black people in this country is mind-boggling but i mean that inherent bias is still going on today like there's always just I don't know like I I had a pretty decent pregnancy and birth story and all that jazz but I mean some things still kind of irk me like I think some people were surprised that this was my first pregnancy and I also hear a lot 
um, and a lot from other black people. Most people will ask them, how many kids do you have? Not if you have kids. Like, people are just, people just inherently think that if you're black and you're over a certain age, like, you have kids. And that's not true. Like, I have friends. I know people that are older than me that don't have kids. Like, like I said, I was quote unquote late having my son but I mean that's that's all relative and that's stupid number one you shouldn't just assume just because somebody's black and of a certain age that they have kids like but like I said that all goes back to us being like uh, you know it, it being said that we were super fertile and what's that word is it fecund fecund f-e-c-u-n-d that may not be right but like um basically that just means you're promiscuous <laughs> and uh, like it, like it's stupid just because you're out here fucking doesn't mean you have a bunch of kids but like i said another story for another time but i started following this um page on facebook called black mamas matter alliance and so they're just giving out really good um information about how we can become more aware of this problem in america because it really it really is bad like on a whole infant mortality has gone down but in some um demographics it's still really high and one of those demographics is african-american women so like just be aware ask questions um vote for people who are gonna expand Medicaid, because that's a big that's a big issue. Like a lot of women and a lot of black women, a lot of poor poor women, Latino women, whoever don't get the prenatal care that they need to get simply because they don't have any money or they don't have insurance. And not everybody can get to a Planned Parenthood. There isn't a Planned Parenthood in every city. Shout out to Planned Parenthood, though. They rock. Um, So it's really hard. Like also um, in that article I read by the Washington Post, um, they were saying like just black black women, black people on a whole are more stressed out. So your blood pressure is higher, which was in my um my case and a, a lot of reasons for that is just like homelessness and living paycheck to paycheck and um maybe your husband or boyfriend or child's father's in prison and that's really stressful. Um so there's just a lot like being black in in and of itself is stressful and that is not healthy for uh you know your baby for pregnancy um things like that but yeah so follow them it's called black mamas matter alliance and black mamas do matter please remember that um i think that's it for today so thank you so much for listening to me rant about something that i am very um i guess excited about like we just need to bring awareness like I think a lot of people, especially white people, like don't realize like how it is day to day for black people or or black women in general and how simple things like going in and have a baby, which nine times out of 10 for them is a pleasurable and a positive experience, but may not be for somebody on the other side of town or on the other, you know, on the other spectrum of, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, like somebody that doesn't have as much money as you. Somebody's not the same color as you. Like everybody's having a different experience. Just because you have had a positive experience all your life or a positive experience in this certain area does not mean that people out here aren't having positive experiences. And I think the we just need to bring more awareness because when you're aware, then you care. And I think bringing awareness to this. And like I said, voting for people who 
actually give a shit about infant mortality in their districts and in their states and cities and all that and side note vote please um your local elections affect you far more than the presidential ones so i mean vote in everything i don't care dog catcher i don't care vote every time every day whenever you can just vote please jesus i mean help me black jesus like just vote okay but like i was saying you know when you're when you're more aware and you're more educated on the subject you can then make changes and you can then like get out there and get shit done so hopefully you learned something today if you did not if you're a black woman you already knew this just give me a resounding amen girl and i thank you so much and i hope you guys have a great day hey y'all thanks for listening you can find my podcast on the anchor app and if you're in the anchor app you can leave me a voicemail um any suggestions any kind of feedback will be great i love it i'm also on google Podcasts, spotify breaker pocket cast radio public and stitcher hopefully i'll be on itunes soon once i'm on itunes you can leave me a five-star review which would be awesome thank you so much Keep the feedback coming and see you later.